Hello and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Algie. Hi, I'm Algie. My pronouns are any and all pronouns. I'll be playing Tala, whose pronouns are they, them, and their familiar Baz, and his pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at 11 thirds or on Tumblr at equals 11 thirds. And this is the only project I am currently involved in. Next, we have Brandon. Hi, everybody. I'm Brandon O'Brien. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. I will be playing Rita Janssen, whose pronouns are she, her, as well as her familiar Umbra, whose pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter at The Rising Tides. I am presently working on my own RPG, which is almost done, and I can't wait to talk about it more when that happens. And we have M. Hi, I'm M. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing V, whose pronouns are they, them, and their familiar Kimara, whose pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter at SketchmouseArt. I do a lot of art and cosplay things. And I'm Sam, and I'll be your GM. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm currently working on a few little secret sort of freelance stuff. Um, and today we'll be playing Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth Chepradikul of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny, for better or worse. Everybody good to go? I think so. Okay. So the three of you have been called to Endril. Um, Endril is a, a region of uh, plainlands and uh, formerly nomadic tribes that after... Um, the war have basically settled um, because they are uh, lacking uh, ancestors, which are a sort of ascended kin uh, who used to lead nomadic tribes around Endril. And since the war, there haven't been uh, any new ancestors. So uh, everyone's very eager to find and help any ancestors that are still out there and to find and uh, elevate any new ancestors. You've been brought to a village that thinks it's found an ancestor. Um, people have been spotting a, a large uh, salamander-like creature, um, salamanderkin, around uh, the outskirts of the village and uh, actually very near to the nearest Badland. Uh, the Badlands are areas that have been basically blighted by the war. Um, there are dark scars not only on the landscape, but on the uh, the emotional fabric um, of uh, Tyr as a whole. So uh, people tend to stay away from them, not only because they're, you know, spooky, but because they're genuinely dangerous. Uh, there are some people who think that ancestors... Uh, spirits may be waiting to be released within the Badlands, but the Badlands are so treacherous that most people avoid them, even ones who would want to seek out those spirits and, and help them pass on to the Greenlands so that the cycle uh, can begin anew and new ancestors can be created. Uh, you three and your familiars have been recruited to track down this possible ancestor and, uh, and see if you can uh, link them to this village. It's a small village. Uh, its name is uh, Red Reeds. 
and and that's where your adventure begins. I'd like to start with the three of you um, having a sort of meeting with um, a person I'm picturing as your mentor, um, who is a retired seeker. His name is Jake. Um, Jake is a, a, a grizzled man who lived through the war. Um, he's older. Um, he uses a cane. He has got a uh, very light salt and pepper hair that he really is more white at this point. Um, his bat familiar is large and, and flames ripple across it. It has uh, elemental prowess. Um, but mainly, uh, it, uh, they function as a sort of a companion, uh, to Jake, who is retired. Um, and, uh, they are, they are companions. Jake doesn't really, go after seeking missions himself anymore. Um, the war kind of took that out of him and now he's, he's really looking for some peace. Um, but he still acts as a mentor to younger, newer seekers, uh, which the three of you are. Uh, and so he's called you here and he, uh, he sets you down in his, uh, well, not, he doesn't really have an office. He sort of roams around himself a bit, uh, but he's gathered you um, on the outskirts of the village uh, nearest where the ancestor was last spotted, he says, uh, "The three of you uh, have been have been brought here. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, not many people, you know, would come this far out so close to the Badlands, but you know, it's it's good that there are still people out there willing to to step up and help people. Uh, I sure do appreciate it. I know the people here will too. Red Reeds it could could really use uh, some good news." Uh, so I, I don't have too much to tell you, unfortunately, other than uh, a large, what, what appeared to be a similar uh, salamanderkin uh, uh, ancestor spotted um, a couple miles north of here. Uh, unfortunately, the, the party that originally saw this uh, alleged ancestor was uh, unable to follow it into the Badlands where it retreated uh, almost immediately. Uh, there are some people who think that this ancestor might just be, um, well, uh, you know, one of the, the creatures from the Badlands, but, um, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's better at this, at this point to at least consider the possibility, and that's why I've brought you three here. We need to find out, uh, get to the bottom of this and find out whether this is really an ancestor or not. Uh, and I think that you three, uh, might just be up to the task. What do you think? Uh, Rita, at this point, uh, who is uh, wearing uh, a long sleeve sweater that she has pulled? Like all the the sleeves are all the way over her hands. Uh, the neck is all the way over her mouth. Um, she spent the entire that entire like brief speech just nodding and taking uh, notes you know, on a small piece of paper. Uh, like a small crumpled, torn piece of paper in her hand, just scribbling down little things. Um, and like this whole time, she hasn't uh, maintained eye contact with anybody but Jake since she got there. But like she's taking vigorous notes on this one small piece of paper where all of these notes literally cannot fit. Um, yeah, actually, this would be a really great time for us to do um, sort of character introductions in the form of like what you all sort of look like and what you're doing. Um, so, Algy and M, if you also want to just say like a brief little thing about, um, you know, what you look like and maybe also what your familiar looks like, uh, that would be super cool. Sure. Um, v has uh, been listening and tapping little uh, notes to themselves in their 
I believe the book called it the MD. It's like the little Palm Pilot kind of thing. Um, they are, they have short, straight, like chin length, white hair, brown eyes, and a lot of like bandages around their fingers from working with metal. Um, and probably some like dust or dirt they forgot about smeared on their face. Uh, and their clothes look a bit too big for them. Um, and the familiar standing beside them is a uh, follow deer with, um, it looks like a set of mechanical antlers. Uh, they're not natural antlers, obviously. They're like wire and uh, some plugs built into them. Cool. Okay. Um, and Tala is sitting up very straight and um, very attentive, occasionally taking notes, but mostly just giving their undivided attention to Jake. Um, They are kind of short, like about five feet tall, um, fluffy black hair uh, and brown eyes, um, short, short black hair, like skin length also. Um, And they're dressed in kind of gauzy flowing clothes. um, And draped around their neck is a very large uh, black snake or snakekin, I guess. Um, they're familiar. Baz, uh, who is maybe pretending, but definitely looks asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, is Baz short for Basilisk? Possibly. His name is just Baz. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Possibly no, that, that's, a little bit cool. because of Basilisk, but yeah. I, I, I actually ge- and genuinely uh, set up a character for another, uh, for, for D&D actually, who had a, a black snake named Baz. Or, sorry, not a black <laughs> snake, but just a big snake uh, named Baz because of Basilisk. So I had to ask. Yes. Well, and Baz is a very big snake, actually. Like, Well, like a constrictor? Um, technically a viper. Uh, I based him off the cottonmouth viper, but he's like six or seven feet long, uh, but makes this tiny human carry him around. <laughs> that seems like, that seems like pretty accurate snake behavior. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so Jake sort of takes in your attentiveness and he says, well, I guess without any further questions, uh, you know, have at it. Uh, I, I can take you, uh, you know, a, a few more feet, I guess. But uh, at this point, it's kind of up to you to, to track this thing down, you know. Rita just nods again. I uh, nod and I say, of course, we're uh, eager to get started. Let's, let's go right ahead, right? All right. Um, so he, Jake sort of points you um, north, like you said. Um, you're already north of the village and he's just really pointing you further in, in the direction of the path you sort of took to get here. Um, and in the distance, you can see where the clouds sort of go from white and blue and gray to a darker gray and sort of a greenish sickly hue, um, which is pretty characteristic of the Badlands. You can see the mist, you know, and the fog hovering over the ground uh, below the clouds. It's, it's a very hazy, unnatural looking place. Uh, and unfortunately, you are growing closer and closer to it. So as you get closer and closer, um, you can start seeing tracks, basically. Um, it's not like this is some, you know, secretive creature. Um, it's it's pretty big. Um, Jake mentioned it was a salamanderkin, and uh, ancestors are typically pretty big. This uh, must have been a very big one. It left um, impressions in the ground where the, uh, where the plains sort of give way to the Badlands. There is an area of earth, basically, um, where, you know, it transitions from grass to dirt and mud to 
rocky, sort of marshy um, turf inside the Badlands. Um, and in that sort of boundary, you can see big salamander footprints leading in. Kamara looks a little bit displeased, most likely because she enjoyed being in the grasslands for a while. It was a pleasant place for Deerkin. This is a, this is perhaps a very good po- uh, place for me to introduce my familiar, which I haven't yet. Oh, yes, please. Uh, Umbra, which is a, a small black cat with small, like, wings protruding from its back, um, who is already here, apparently, and is just like, pawing at one of those large um, tracks and uh, they look up at Rita um, with this kind of perturbed look and then scurry up to uh, Rita's shoulder. Cute. That's a that's a good familiar. You guys got some good familiar choices. I like this. <laughs> V's gonna take some pictures of the MD takes pictures I believe, right? Uh, yeah, it should. The, the mobile device? It's It's basically a cell phone, yeah. Uh, take some pictures for reference. Yeah, I remember it was like it could do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, it's uh, or they're taking pictures of the uh, track while Kamara is getting a, like stepping little hooves, uh, trying not to get stuck in the mud. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, I, if you're all venturing further into this place, like I said, it's a very mucky, marshy area. Um, I'm gonna need you all to make a check, please. Um, and just, just uh, start getting into speed on uh, doing, I mean, doing checks. Uh, the way those work, um, just to refresh everyone and also the listeners and such, um, the way those work is you have attribute scores um, for agility, awareness, charm, might, and wit. Um, and you'll be basically drawing a card and trying to get a number lower than your attribute score. Um, and more difficult checks will have penalties and stuff like that. Um, but just for now, it's a straight check. Um, so you're trying to get lower, in this case, uh, than your agility uh, score or attribute. And I drew a three, and my agility is a nine. Okay. Um, I drew a queen, which I think is... Yeah, we have two queens on the board. Yep, that are the queen is mine. Those are pretty high. Yeah, and that's not good, right? No, that's you want to get below your attribute score. If I'm not mistaken, a queen is eleven or twelve. Yeah, the 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 queen is um a twelve. Yeah, yeah, because a jack's an eleven. Oh no, I I failed that. <laughs> yeah, so so interestingly, okay, so so the way this sort of works is you're um you know starting to walk into these or wade into these badlands. Um, which in this case are this sort of marshy, gross, sort of sludgy area. Um, and the more you, you know, the further in you walk, the more the muck sort of starts to cling to your feet and your legs. Um, and you're like, oh, isn't this, this, this is getting deeper, isn't it? And, and it is, it's getting deeper and deeper and clinging tighter and tighter. Um, and you can kind of see where the badlands start to, like the, the marsh kind of gives way to rockier terrain. Um, but it's it seems so far away, uh, and um, you're kind of struggling. V V and Kamara are doing okay, um, and I I mean I I don't know if maybe you're trying to help your companions. Um, yeah. But either yeah, it's either way. Those those draws are they're too high to be helped. Um, no. <laughs> what happens is, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. You're not gonna die. Um, you, you're kind of you're struggling, and it. it 
some point you just get stuck. Um, you can't move. And just as you're, you know, struggling and struggling and getting frustrated, um, something kind of moves underneath you, kind of gives way, and and you stumble forward through this muck that suddenly doesn't seem so clingy and so thick. Um, it seems, you know, a little more water-like and and uh, you you kind of get stumble forward and and scramble out onto the the rockier terrain, completely covered in mud, right? <laughs> oh yeah, like at least from the waist down. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're 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 gross. Um, but you have you've somehow just gotten out of a very sticky situation, um, which is not characteristic of the Badlands. The Badlands are usually a pretty unlucky place, um, so maybe you don't get used to it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm assuming you're continuing into the Badlands? Yeah. Visa mm-hmm. stomps their boots to try to shake off some of the mud while Kamara's stomping, uh, kicking her hooves. It's like, well, uh, w- which way should we go from here now? Um, which way do the tracks continue, if we can still see? The tracks at this point, um... I'm going to need you to actually make a, another check. Um, and this, I'm counting this as part of the same scene. So we'll still, we'll keep all of the cards that you already drew, um, you know, just to maybe make this a little less punishing. Hopefully now that those Queens are out of play, um, <laughs> your odds will be better. Um, but yeah, if you can, you can't possibly get two more Queens. Oh God. It's well, not like there's three <laughs> more in the pack. Oh God. Don't. Well, there, there's not three more Queens in the pack. I can promise you that much. Okay. Um, but there are still two waiting. Uh, <laughs> sounds so ominous. Uh, if you can, if you guys can make um, an awareness uh, check for me, please. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. I pulled a six, and my awareness is nine. Okay, you're good to go. Oh, I got a two. My awareness Great. is seven, I think. Oh. Okay. I oh, see it there. It is. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well. That's a king. I'm sorry. There has to be there has to be one unlucky person in every session, and I'm so sorry that it's fallen to you. Oh no, I'm fine with Rita. I'm like, this seems perfectly characteristic for Rita. <laughs> okay, I will I will keep that in mind. Um, okay, so um, so M, uh, Lee, sorry, Lee and uh, V. So the two of you who uh, who got you know successful checks basically. Um, you see where some of the muck has been dragged out over the the rocks. Um, it's sort of a crooked path um, that might have been easy to miss. It's kind of splotchy um, because the rocks are uneven. The mud has been dragged, you know, over these pitted areas and um, collected in odd ways. But I mean, with with a successful check, you can tell that something crawled out of the muck here and continued on its way. Uh, and you can follow the tracks. I mean, in that direction. Um, they sort of trail off after a while as the muck, you know, got basically worn off of this creature. But uh, there they go. Yep. Once V is done snapping um, evidence pictures for uh, for science reasons, uh, point out the tracks. Uh, Brandon, I'm assuming Rita is like, once they're pointed out to her, I bet she can see them. Mm, I'm, I'm actually going to say, like, the reason Rita missed them is because... Um, like, just after we had started coming out of the, like, thicker, uh, coarser mud into the, like, smoother terrain, um, Rita just fell face first, 
Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> is, now, man. Like, is now getting up and wiping some mud out of her face. Um, and she uh, sees V pointed out and she uh, gives a very meek thumbs up and then asks, um, was it V who was also taking like uh, pictures of the tracks? Yeah. Um, I asked V how uh, wide the tracks are if uh, your MD uh, has given measurements for that yet. Uh, oh, let me check. Um, v will try tapping a couple buttons to see if there if the MD can calculate. I mean, I think you can get a sort of... Uh, I don't know exactly how precise this would be, but you can get a sort of estimation. These tracks, um, and like sal- they're salamander tracks, so it's not, you know, a human foot. Um, so the scale's a little different. But the tracks are about, um, like... 11 inches maybe even 12 like a foot long um and about as wide because they're salamander tracks so they're you know it's kind of like the rounded toes that splay out um yeah i mean this thing's pretty big um and uh as as the as the creature sort of started to walk again as it you know got out of the muck uh you can tell that they're the same tracks from before and that they are salamander tracks yep it's a real big salamanderkin um it wherever it went. I don't. I don't know why it's heading so far into the badlands, but um. Well, that's good to. That's good to know. Um, Rita, are you okay? Um, and I think Tala goes over to check on Rita to see if if he's all right. Um, which maybe is not helping with the mud situation since Tala is also covered <laughs> in mud. Um, but they're definitely trying. Well. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rita just starts to blush and like nod vigorously, uh, like she lifts herself out of the mud and fails and like, um, just as she's about to like stand upright, just falls back on her knees and gets back up again. Um, let me see if I have something to help with that. <laughs> I yeah, I'm picturing her like having smacked her head on these on these rocks, basically that there's like a few little cuts here and there, and like her cheeks starting to bruise. Oh no, then I'm. Definitely trying to help, like trying to help, trying to help her get up, and like uh, I, I can't heal very often. But like, are you okay? Does that hurt a lot? I'm okay. I'm okay. It's good. Yeah, V's been going through their pockets, like pulling out little bits of like scrap and some of the cloths that they use to clean off their face, which are covered in oil, and some of the extra bandages that they have for when they get like cuts from working with, and hands them over to Rita. <laughs> oh. Rita blushes even more and takes like a very small scrap and starts wiping some mud off of her forehead <laughs> and Umbra is still on her shoulder just like lightly dusting some clumps of mud with one paw just not actually moving it just trying to <laughs> thank you oh so wholesome I like y'all 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 are a wholesome bunch um I'm picture okay, so I'm picturing Rita's, you know, wiping off her face with these. You said oiled cloths and things like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, like kind of a cl- cloth that a mechanic would keep around for cleaning mm-hmm. off stuff, and uh, just bandages because they're working with tools a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think I think with that, you sort of wipe off the worst of it. These aren't these aren't big cuts. They're mostly just going to bruise a little bit, probably. Um, they're little nicks that might, you know, they might bleed because they're, you know. They're on your face, and those tend to bleed more. But they're really just like 
they're little things. You're you're not you're fine. You're not gonna take any hit point damage or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, just in case anyone was worried, um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't I won't cost you hit points for stumbling through a bog. You're good. <laughs> so I'm guessing you guys after that continue on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the deeper you get into the badlands, the thicker the air around you is. It it is kind of oppressive. Um, it's not just like the humidity frankly which is like it's it's weirdly warm and sticky here whereas like the plains are very breezy they're very open um there's like a beautiful sky all around you here it's just haze and the heat gets trapped here um and there's there's no real wind here it's just bogged down like literally and figuratively um but not just the environment it's you can feel it like in not just you know with like touch and things like that but you feel weighed down by being here it's it's not a great place to be um but you persist uh and uh despite you know being slowed down a little bit by the weight of everything uh you find uh that there is a a forest here it's kind of a generous term for what is essentially a bunch of standing logs. Um, they don't really have any leaves left, um, and what leaves they do are, like, gray and black and kind of ashen, and they don't move, there's no breeze. Um, they look kind of like statues of trees or, um, like, logs that tried to continue being trees but didn't quite succeed. Um, it's not super convincing, but this is, this is a marked change in landscape. Um, you're getting very deep into the Badlands now. Uh, I take Summer in the scrap heap over this right now. <laughs> um, I think Tala actually goes over to the trees, and they're they're definitely like not alive, right? I mean, what what are you doing to the trees to figure that out? Probably like examining them and trying to poke at them and see if their leaves are maybe moving. Um, because Tala is uh wants nature to come back to barren land. Um. And this doesn't seem quite like it's flourishing, but uh, they want to see like what's happening here and how these trees are doing because this is the first plant life we've seen, right? Yeah, um, the the badlands up until now have been mud and rocks, basically, and and the the sort of greenish gray haze that just permeates everything. Um, yeah. When um, you when you poke these trees, I'm not going to make you make a check for this. Um, when you sort of are prodding at these trees and maybe like rustling the branches, uh, the leaves dislodge easily. It's like they were barely even attached. They flutter away. Um, and as they do, they, they really just like fall apart. Um, it's kind of like they were just made of ash or something like that. Um, the tree itself doesn't, you know, fall apart. Like the trunk and the branches are still there. Um, but as you shake it, it feels light and just hollow. Um, the way sort of dried out wood does. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's not great. Yeah. So at most, these are like the dead remnants of trees. Okay. Um, I think Tala sticks some of the ash from the, the leaves in, in their pocket just to like keep. Um, don't know if it'll like just, just to keep as like to know as a memory of what was, what was almost, uh, what remained of nature here? Mm-hmm. Um, cool. 
Um, okay, so you you pocket some of these these the ashen remnants of leaves, basically, um, and the three of you move forward into the trees. It, it's hard to get a sense of space here because the trees uh, it, it, they're surrounded by mist and they all look the same. There there's no distinguishing characteristics really. They're all just these long pillars that seem to stretch up into the, I mean, what little you can see of the sky, which is, you know, more green and gray. Um, the tops of them disappear into the haze. And the further you go, the the less certain of where you are and how far you've come. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to need you all to make a uh, an awareness check, please. Okay. I pulled a four. Um, so that's a success because mine is nine. I got a three. That's a success. Mm-hmm. All right, Brandon. Uh, oh, no, that's a one. That's great. Yay. Wow. Okay. Yay. Awesome. Um, okay, so you all succeed in this check. Um, the the mist at your feet, um, you're, you are paying enough attention to your surroundings to notice that the mist at your feet is giving way to something. Um, and you slow down to a stop just in time to avoid stepping... Um, onto sloped ground where the ground just uh tips away and the trees start to just give way to uh basically a valley or a ravine it's not a you know it's not a a a sheer drop um but if you hadn't noticed this you definitely would have been sent um sliding and sprawling down this uh this hill basically uh but you've avoided that so congratulations (laughs) good good the three of you make your way down this uh, slope. I mean, I'm assuming you do. Yeah. Yeah. Is this where the tracks are leading us? Then yeah. Yes. It, this is this is all you following the same direction the tracks were going in, assuming they didn't suddenly change direction. Is it like a path leading down, or are we kind of like rock climbing? You're kind of rock climbing. It's it's a little mucky here. Not in that there's like quicksand or a marsh or anything, but the ground is semi-rocky semi-mud and so there's some rock climbing there's some like slipping and trying to you know make sure that your feet are on stable ground basically but you get down you get down just fine um you you all succeeded your awareness so you're you're pretty aware of where rock is and where you know not good area to step on is i was gonna say bad bad (laughs) lands are but that's not that's a different thing um so you guys get to the bottom of this slope here the mist is above your heads like the fog that's been clinging to the ground has you've you've basically walked below it um you're not underground or anything the 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 fog that's just ever present over these lands is now you're you're below basically the fog level um and you can see there's a little cave um in the other side of this uh, little ravine the the ground there uh, gives way in the other slope to you know these rocks that erupt from it, and then that just lead inwards into darkness. Basically, Tala's heading into the cave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we found its home. So we found something. Okay, uh, you're all heading into the cave. Uh, the uh, the air here actually clears up a little bit. It's it's strange, but the the darker the air is around you, the clearer it feels um and then um i'm gonna need you to all make another awareness check please (laughs) got a two i promise that laugh wasn't too maniacal that's a king that's a king that's a king oh no 
That was I bad. I drew a nine. Oh, no. <laughs> My awareness is eight. So close. Oh, boy. Okay. So we've got a two, a king. Um, who drew the two? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So V, uh, V, you can feel eyes on you. You you feel something pricking at the back of your neck, sort of an uncomfortable, oh, I mean, awareness, um, not to overuse the term, <laughs> uh, but you feel an uncomfortable awareness of there's something in here with you. Um, and it's dark and you can't really see where you're going. Um, you're, you're moving very carefully, I assume, so that you don't, you know, accidentally fall into some pit in the ground or anything. Um, but eventually the three of you kind of hit a wall. Um, you don't, you know, run into it or anything, but, uh, you find the end of the cave. Okay. Um, as we're walking, um, V's gonna kind of quietly look to Kamara and then look to the other two and try to whisper like, okay, uh, stay calm. But I definitely think something was watching us just now. Yeah. Rita immediately responds by not being calm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Rita's freaking out. Um, I mean, like, so what do you what do you mean by not being calm? Like, what happens? Um, what does she do? I I mean, I'm trying not to make any noise, but I immediately start trembling, and Umber responds by leaping off my shoulder. Like, cause Umber is much braver than I am, so <laughs> they just <laughs> they just step a little bit closer to try to find out what it is. So um, this is actually a good point to ask. Do any of your familiars have any abilities that would, I don't know, allow them to see in the dark or um, anything like that? Kamara does not. Umbra does not. Baz does not. Gotcha. That's that's what I was thinking. However, I mean, Umbra is, uh, you said, a, a black cat can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cats have pretty good dark vision. Um, not that they can see in pitch black or anything. No one can. But um, if you want to make... An awareness check for Umbra, maybe? I do. Um, I'll give you an advantage on that. Um, this is why I'm having you roll a separate check, because it just occurred to me that your cat would have like advantage on this, basically. Uh, oh, is that your four? Yep. Okay. Um, you didn't even need the uh, advantage on that. Um, <laughs> so uh, Umbra uh, succeeds in seeing, I mean, a giant salamander clinging to the ceiling. There is this sinewy shape um, that has, it's a long stretched out torso. It has slightly longer limbs than what you might expect a salamander can to have. Um, But it's it's big sort of suctiony toes are stuck fast to the ceiling and it's watching you. Just watching. Um, Umbra, like, that's uh, this kind of like low meow. Um, not, neither threatening nor threatened, just pointing out to the salamander, hey, I see you, uh, which, which Rita perfectly understands, but she doesn't know where, where they're looking, she just knows that they see something. Mm -hmm. Uh, the salamander kin before, this, this creature before was just eyeing all of you and sort of glancing around and just taking your measure. And now, um, I mean, Umbra is the only one that sees this, but now uh, it locks eyes with Umbra. Uh, it completely is focused on Umbra and it starts backing away. 
it's it's moving back down the way you guys came. Um, it's still on the the ceiling, um, and it's moving very slowly, but it is retreating basically. Uh Umbra wants to do a thing. Umbra, Umbra in this moment, like Umbra, like Rita does, just likes mingling with animals, and Umbra is like a much uh, a much more charming individual than Rita is. So. Like, Umbra is trying to actually talk the salamander down so they could just, like, let's just hang out. Like, we don't mean, any, we don't mean you any harm. We just, we were, we came looking for you. Okay, is that, is that what, I mean, is that what Umbra says? Yeah, in cat, but yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, uh, if, if that's exactly what Umbra's saying, the salamander stops and thinks and opens its mouth and a ball of just a little a little ball of light drifts out um it's like a little bigger than maybe a firefly light would be um but coming from this pitch blackness it is or or near pitch blackness it is just enough light to get a dim sense of the room for everyone who is an umbra basically because umbra already had that um and so the rest of you can see this giant I mean, salamander creature up on the ceiling. Um, it is, I mean, no familiar looks exactly like the animal that they started as because they get these enhanced abilities and, and slightly altered forms. Um, this is very large, about 10 feet tall, 11 feet long, around there. Um, and then plus a tail. Its skin is, I mean, sort of what you would expect salamander skin to be um, in texture. It's it's very slimy, but it's also, the color is mottled. It's hard to tell the extent and what colors it is, basically, in this dim lighting, but it has patches of uh, different colors across it. It's it's two-toned in, in, in splotches, basically. Um, and it's still just watching you. Um, it's braced, like it's 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 not relaxed. This 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 is a creature that is racked with tension, that is sort of um twisted itself up, ready to dart away at any moment, basically. Okay. Um aware that we started this thinking that this might be an an ancestor. Uh is that what they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking that this might be an ancestor. Um Tala's actually going to step forward and bow a little bit, um, also because they have been raised with very specific manners, and uh, they say, we're sorry for intruding on your home. Um, we just wanted to meet you and um, say hello. The the salamander doesn't relax, but un- unfurls a little bit, like, un- like, is slightly less tightly wound, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, it drops from the ceiling um not onto you not it's, this isn't an ambush um but this the salamander creature um s- like slowly unsticks itself drops and then flips over midair so that it basically lands facing you guys on the ground um and then it stands up it stands up on two legs the rear legs not the front legs just in case uh, you know <laughs> it's not, it's not doing, doing a handstand no uh and it it opens its mouth and uh, it says, <laughs> oh, 
Okay. <laughs> v, v, like, confused head tilt. <laughs> Rita just looks to everybody and shrugs. There, there's that, there's an awkward moment of, like, did this thing just try to talk to you, or uh, is it speaking another language? And the creature is frustrated and, like, shakes its head and and tries again and says, um, and then it stamps its foot and, and shakes its head again. Um, and it, it, it spreads its arms and, and does the sort of, like, the frustrated, like, oh, look, uh, thing at you guys. <laughs> um, I, I turn to Umbra because I feel like Umbra knows enough of how to talk to me that she can uh, kind of understand Umbra when Umbra tries to translate another animal can, um, mm-hmm. and asks if they could help. <laughs> Help us find out what's happening here. No, totally. Um, okay, so I I can tell you from Umbra's perspective, Umbra is hearing the same thing you guys are. Um this this creature is not speaking any animal tongue, and it's certainly not speaking any human tongue. Um it sounds like its vocal cords are just like just like it's just garbled. It's tr- it's like it's trying to talk through a mouthful of marbles. Um, with like a sore throat, like it's it's really bad. Um, and um, the the creature keeps like making a like a gagging noise and keeps trying to talk again, and just nothing, n- nothing's really working. It's just making noises. Um, at this point, um, Rita is still kind of confused, but she decides um to make a kind of offering. Um, she um reaches into Umbra's coat. Because Umbra's coat is actually a pocket dimension, yay! <laughs> um, and pulls out, uh, she pulls out a bowl and three pomegranates, and starts like squeezing the juice out of them into the bowl, and offers the bowl of pomegranate juice to the salamanderkin. Okay. Um. So, how do you want this to work exactly? I don't know. Does it have a sore throat? So, so what? What I'm, what I'm, what what I'm basically getting from this is that you're trying to heal, um, heal this creature. Um, well, I think. Well, Rita doesn't know what's going on. I think Rita mm-hmm. still thinks this is just like she's just making an offering, hoping that that is going to make. Like she thinks that's what's being asked for here. She doesn't. Re- she hasn't really noticed that um, the salamander seems to be in any pain or any uh, discomfort. She just gotcha. Um, okay, yeah. I was wondering if you were trying to like cast a spell with this uh, this juice or not. Um, the pomegranates made me think magic because of Greek mythology. Uh, so okay, so you're making this offering. Um, the pomegranate juice is offered up. Um, this salamander um, stares at it, looks at you, stares at it, slowly reaches out and takes it, um, and drinks it, and it's just watching the whole time. It's moving very slowly and deliberately, and takes the bowl, like, once it's empty, ta- sets it back and, and, and hands it out to you very carefully, keeping its body, like, as far away as it can and just, like, reaching out with its its relatively short arms to try and hand it back to you. I very meekly take it back, slide it back into Umbra's coat. Uh, the salamander 
like awkwardly like bobs its head. Um, it's not a natural movement for a salamander to make. Um, salamanders don't really have like the usually have like the neck muscles for this. Um, but it it makes this sort of like awkward gesture, and then it uh, says, or I mean, makes a sound that is. Rita's eyes open very very wide, and then she says, "You're welcome." And the, and the and the creature like like eyes go wide and it and it and it points and it and it and it and it and it points and it's and then Rita got very turns excited. To them, uh, Rita turns to them and says, I think I think the salamander can speak speak our language. I think it's speaking drill. But something I don't know, like we can't I don't I, 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 that's what she says verbatim, by the way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, the creature is, like, not jumping up and down, but, like, sort of, like, vibrating in place, like, uh, like nodding furiously and pointing and, like, making, like, garbled noises, like, kind of without even really okay. be- seeming to be aware of it. Like, uh, V snaps their fingers and because they have an idea. Um, they're going to take out their MD and a couple bits of like wire and um, and tools. And Kamara will bend down so their head is like kind of close to them. Uh, what they're trying to do is hook up their MD to Kamara's antler. And they, uh, for the trait that I have is for Kamara is called Tech Hackbox. Familiar connects with different bits of machinery to give Seeker a plus one to hook up to the same device the Seeker uses to hack. What V is trying to do here is maybe uh, clean up some of the audio. Like they're trying to see if they can record what the salamander is oh, wow. saying and clean it up so they can actually uh, like figure out what it uh, what the salamander is asking. Or saying this is this is awesome. This is great. Um, can you make a can you make a wit check for me, please? Yeah. So I get a plus one to that. Oh yes. Um, does that mean like I take wit plus one and then I'm trying to roll under that number? Exactly. You're trying to draw a card lower than your attribute plus one. Oh, it's equal. Um, because my wit is nine plus mm. one. Okay. No, if it's equal or lower than your attribute, your action is oh, a success. Cool. So okay. you succeed. Um. And which I'm so glad because this this is an awesome idea. Um, so you hook up um, your MD, your mobile device, to uh, the antlers there um, and record the garbled noises uh, that the salamander is making. And you process it and play it back, and you can just barely make out. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Please pardon me. Um, that is, that is going to be my salamander voice, I guess. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's what you, you hear. You're able to make out the garbled, like awkwardly formed stuttering words of this creature. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, for now we'll, we'll just use this, um, to try and get what you're saying. Okay. Uh, so just talking to the mic. <laughs> Uh, the the salamander nods and then stops and it says, "Okay," um, and uh, which is uh, loosely translated to "Okay." <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna at this point we've drawn enough cards that I'm just going to recall them all and uh, shuffle so and just consider this like a new scene because we've we've gone through a bunch of cards. So the three of you and your familiars, so the really the six of you, and this salamander creature are in this cave 
I mean, the the salamander's just staring at you. The the salamander's like grinning as much as a salamander can, um, <laughs> looking very excited. Um, and kind of gestures um, for you know, kind of turns turns sideways a little bit towards the entrance of the cave and like waves you, uh, like it's trying to gesture you to come with it. And we follow. Yes. Yeah, I think it wants to show us something. And I ask. I ask if it can, if the salamander can can describe what happened to it. Uh the salamander. Um, <laughs> the the salamander creature. Here's your question, and uh, kind of shrugs, um, and keeps moving. Can I have you make uh let's say let's make this a a charm check. Um, okay. Yeah. The for for a few uh for a few reasons. <laughs> oh boy. Um okay. So yeah, let's uh let's say that basically uh <laughs> that's all that happens is you're, you know, you're you're trying to sort of gain insight into this creature a bit and ask, you know, what happened and try to unpack its sort of story and get closer to it and understand it. And the creature doesn't really seem interested in that. Um, kind of is still looks a little tense, um, despite its sort of excitement at being understood. Is tense and um, sort of acting like you didn't ask it anything at all. Uh, and as you're sort of all walking out, you emerge back out into the this sort of gulf um, under the, uh, the 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 fog that lays over everything in these badlands. Is you and this salamander creature back out in the badlands, um, and the salamander uh, pointing up at a ridge, and you see a a I'm going to say a swirling sort of ripple of light in the mist you've been listening to voices at play building a table for everyone things aren't over yet so please join us for the next episode if you've enjoyed the game we're playing and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today voices at play is completely not for profit but it does incur costs This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.